You know, I, I, I have no idea why we showed that video because we had the meeting in between first and second service. So if you didn't see this last week, then you, you missed it. So I guess this is just rubbing salt into a wound if you didn't, if you didn't make it. But do we still have... Do we still have pie and stuff outside? Oh, okay, so there, there's pie and stuff outside for you that didn't make the meeting in between first and second service. And I guess, you know, because this is Grace Bible Church, we'll give you pie even if you didn't make it to the meeting. So, um, <laughs> yeah, you can clap for... You, can clap for um, you know, Jake, his story is real interesting because he came, as a lot of you know, uh, more than five years ago and... And his first Sunday here, he, he said, this is the church that I want to be at. And I, I remember standing to him right back there and after service. And I said, you know, you should visit all the different churches on the island before you come back. Because there's many churches on the island and you shouldn't make a decision just, you know, the first time. And he said, oh, okay. And then later on he told me, I felt like, I felt rejected by you when you told me that. <laughs> and uh, the next week he came back and he said, you know, God spoke to us and we don't need to go, we're, we want to be here. And I was like, wow, that's, you know, that's kind of cool. And, and he used the gift that God gave him, which is making videos, um, to bless our church for five years. And it was uh, amazing. And he's still making videos for us now and he's in Texas. But um, we still have that communication with him and he's still uh, a part of our family, even though he's in another place, because that's, the power of Zoom. So anyway, um, we're in this series, if this is your first time with us uh, in a couple of weeks, we're going through a series called uh, Jesus in the Marketplace. And as many of you know, Jesus had a ministry for three and a half years uh, where he healed the sick, raised the dead. But for 30 years, he was in the marketplace as a carpenter and he was never a preacher. He was never a pastor. He was a carpenter. And and God uses every single one of us in the places that we are, and um, we're, we're talking about that because there's a huge need. How many of you know that there's a huge need in our community for Jesus and for his light and for truth? And, and that won't happen just in the four walls of this church. He's called every single one of us to be Jesus in the marketplace. And so um, we're going to jump into that this morning. Um, Let's read this scripture, and we'll start with a word of prayer. So 1 Peter 4.10, um, let's read the scripture together. One, two, three. God has given each of you some special ability. Be sure to use them to help each other, passing on to others God's many kinds of blessings. 1 Peter 4.10. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for calling us into your family, Lord, that not any one of us have everything that we need, but that we come into a body as a part of a whole. And as we give the gifts that you've given us in our lives and as we interconnect with one another, God, that, that you will use this church, that you'll use every single one of us in our places of work, in our families, in our areas of business, in schools. Uh, God, to be your light, to be your hands and feet. And we just pray that you'd speak to us this morning, draw us into your presence. We ask this in Jesus' wonderful name. And everyone said, amen. amen. Um, how, many of you, how many of you used to play with Legos when you were young? I just want to see how many old people there are in church. Um, <laughs> my, when I was a kid, we didn't have cellular phones. We didn't have computers. We didn't have all that stuff. 
we had Legos. And so Legos was what I played with whenever I was home. And we had buckets and buckets of these Legos. And I remember I would, you know, use them to make different things. And one of my favorite things that I would make were planes. I would make planes and helicopters. And, um, and none, of, none of my things looked as nice as this. But I remember I would always like to, you know, put things together. And I specifically remember, and I was looking all over the Internet for wings because I, because I like to make planes, the wings were like the special piece. How many of you remember those pieces? You guys remember that? Okay, so I'm not, I'm not alone. I'm not the only old person in here. I, I just made 48 yesterday. <laughs> and, and I guess, you know, that clapping and whatever when you're, but when you're actually 48 years old, you kind of feel like just let's ignore the day and, you know, it's almost depressing. Anyway, um, so this, these are, were my favorite pieces, and they were wings. Um, and they looked different than all the other pieces, but they had a special function because without these pieces, you couldn't make cool stuff. And uh, the same way in the body of Christ, God has made you unique, and he's made you like Lego. How many of you know that Lego doesn't work alone? Right? Like, there's pieces on the Legos, those little circle things, that connect it, and it's, it's through connecting these pieces that you can make really cool stuff. And in the same way, God has made every single one of us unique. Some of us are wings. Some of us are like those spinning things that make the helicopter piece on the top. God made us all very different. Look at the person sitting next to you and tell the person sitting next to you, God made you very unique, and you are beautiful in his eyes. And every single one of us have a certain assignment that he's called us to called us to but none of us can do it alone right all of us need each other um, so so with that these pieces were very unique but God and every single one of us are unique but God uses us together to do great things so what we're going to do this morning is we're going to talk about the five things that make you unique and this is taken from Rick Warren's, uh, Rick Warren's Purpose Driven Life. We went through it uh, years back. But there's five things that he says makes us all unique. And it's in the acronym of SHAPE. Everyone say SHAPE. Um, God made us all in different shapes and forms. Number one uh, is S for your spiritual gifts. Everyone say spiritual gifts. Two is your heart or your passion. Every single one of us have a different passion. Every one of us has different gifts. Number three is our abilities. Everyone say abilities. And number four is your personality. Every one of us are unique in the kind of personalities that God has given us. And number five is experience. Everyone say experience. Okay, so all of these five different things make up the uniqueness of how God has made us. Uh, number one, spiritual gifts. Let's read the scripture together at the count of three. One, two, three. There are different spiritual gifts, but the same spirit gives them. There are different ways of serving, and yet the same Lord is served. There are different types of work to do, but the same God produces every gift in every person. 1 Corinthians 12, 4 and 6. And if you continue reading there's nine spiritual gifts that God gives. When we are saved and we belong to the family of God, there are unique gifts that he puts in every single one of our lives. 
And these are the nine gifts. Wisdom, and wisdom is knowing what to do, when to do it. It's a spiritual, uh, spiritual gift. In Proverbs, it talks about Jesus being that spirit of wisdom. Um, there's a lot to say about that. There's the gift of knowledge, and the gift of knowledge is a gift that God puts inside of us to know what's going on in the world before it happens. Like, let me give you an example. So uh, last week, ah, shucks, I don't want to say that. Anyway, there's a situation going on with one of my kids, and they told me this was happening, um, and somebody in their life was irritating them. And so I said, you know what's going to happen? This person's going to go through a crisis. And when that crisis happens, you're going to have to minister to this person, even though this person is irritating you. And I, I, I told her exact, I told her exactly what the crisis was going to be. And the very next day, that crisis happened. The very next day, that, and I, when I told her that, like, expect this to happen. And she's like, what? And I said, expect it to happen. And she's like, don't say that. That's, that's, that's like, that's bad. And I said, well, I don't know. I think it's going to happen. And the very next day, it happened. And then she was, like, ready for it. So she got a chance to, to minister to her friend. And then, and then she called me and told me, hey, this is what happened. And I said, see, I told you. She goes, no, 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 that wasn't God. <laughs> but it was. And it was a gift of knowledge that, that God gave as I, as I spoke it to her. And how many of you parents have experienced that? That when, you know, your, your kid is involved in something and you have no clue, there's just like this knowledge that God drops into your heart. Um, gift of knowledge, there's faith, there's healing, miracles, prophecy, discernment, tongues, and interpretation. And we're not going to go into all of those. But one of the things that I was reading through here that I never saw in this light before, but it's the gift of miracles. And I always thought that the gift of miracles was to be able to pray for something and then like a miracle happen. And I thought, oh, that's not my gift. Like, I don't have the gift of miracles. But let me ask you this question. How many of you have ever experienced a miracle? that you have experienced a miracle. That's almost all of us in here, right? And when you experience something, the scripture says, as you freely receive, freely give. That means that whatever you've received, that God has given you the authority, the spiritual authority to give. So whatever miracle you've received, you can give to someone else. I was talking to my friend, uh, his name is Jamie, and he, right before COVID, his dream was to start a coffee shop. So he started this coffee shop on Oahu called Ali'i Coffee, and it was in a really good place in downtown Honolulu. Super good coffee. And um, but when COVID happened, people stopped coming, and he, his business dropped to zero. And, and I was talking to him on the phone, and he said, John, you know, God spoke to me so clearly that he's going to do an amazing work in Hawaii, and he's going to do an amazing work on Oahu. And... He impressed that so strongly on my heart that nothing else mattered. And I was complaining to him about my business going bankrupt and complaining to him that all of this, that he opened the door for me to move into this place only for COVID to hit and for me to go bankrupt. And so in my complaining to him, God showed me that he was going to do something so powerful that my complaint meant nothing. And I just, I, and he's, he's crying on the phone as he's telling me this. He said, nothing else matters except the will of God. And I told God that I would surrender everything 
if I could be a part of what he's going to do. And when he was telling me that, I got emotional in hearing it because I knew how big it was, like how big a dream that was for him and that he laid it down because he, he just wanted to be a part of what God was going to do. And God is going to, he's in the process of doing huge things. And it's the enemy's tactic to try to distract us with all of this negativity and things that are happening in our culture. But God is going to do something great. And it's going to require sacrifice. And it was so amazing because last month I went to Oahu. And, and he, or t two months ago I went to Oahu and he took me to a hotel. And in the lobby of that hotel in Waikiki was his second location. And he said, John, I have no idea how this is happening. But not only did my first business in Honolulu make it, but he's opened up the door for the second location. And it's in this prime location in Waikiki on the, the, flo the ground floor of a hotel. And so I went there. It's beautiful. Like the whole setup was awesome. And that's his second one in, in a period of like a year, less than a, a year and a half. And then last month I went and I visited his third location. And his third location is in Ward, uh, Ward Center. It's on, on Ward Avenue. And it's bordering that, that main uh, that main road in um in oahu and so now after covid there's three locations that he has all in prime areas that blew up and i said how did this happen and he says i have no idea but all i know is when i surrendered my dream to god when i surrendered my gifts and my abilities to him that he took over and now i have more than i could have ever dreamed of and i was like this is impossible like this is crazy how could you have these three locations, and he says, it's, it's only God. And that's a miracle. He experienced the miracle, but in that, God's given him the authority to pray for others and to see that miracle released. And in every single one of our lives, there are experiences that we've had. There's miracles that we've been a part of that he wants to use you to minister healing to others. Amen? So spiritual gifts. Miracles are definitely uh, one of those. Um, Number two, oh, let me give you another example. So last week I told you about uh, when I had to have my operation a couple weeks ago and I had to get that stint put in my heart. And the nurse that was ministering to me, or the nurse that was taking care of me, I say ministering, but taking care of me, she was telling me about experiencing the presence of God when her sister passed away. And as she was telling me about it, the presence of God fell in that hospital room. And... And so later on, I was talking to her, um, you know, I gave her the, the uh, link for the website. And so she listened, to the, she listened to the message and she texted me and she said, isn't that amazing that that experience that I had with God is contagious, that I can tell somebody about it and then see the presence of God happen again. You know, it was like, and I, I and, and she said, and it must, cause, because I kind of got choked up when I was talking about it. And she said, I heard you, you get kind of choked up, and I think it's because what you believe and what you talk about, you know, every single Sunday about the presence of God, that you met somebody that was actually, like, in heaven and made it real. And I was like, yeah, that's true. And because she experienced that, now she can share that with, with other people. And that became, that's her ministry now. So we all have spiritual gifts. Number two is your heart, the passion that you have. And so God uses the passions and the desires of our hearts to direct us into what he has for us. 
And so the enemy, what the enemy wants to do is to, to corrupt the passions in our hearts into areas that are wrong. Because if we have the wrong passion, then we do the wrong things and it leads to a wrong destiny. But what, and, and so, you know, if we're constantly watching the news or constantly talking about the wrong things or we're, we're hearing the wrong messages, that is going to affect our hearts. And then in affecting our hearts, the desires of our hearts is going to affect our action. And then with our action, it's going to affect the destiny that God has. And so let's read um, Philemon 2, 13. 1, 2, 3. It is God who produces in you the desires and actions that please him. Um, I got this iPhone, right? And everybody knows, you know, how iPhones work. Do these things work if you don't plug them in? How many of you use your phone so much that it, it dies in a day? <laughs> okay, all of you are addicts, just like me. Um, but these things don't work unless you plug it in, right? And once you plug it in, then it can do all kinds of crazy stuff. The same thing is true in our lives with God. It says it is God who puts in us the desire and action to please him. And when we spend time with God in the morning... Jesus says that I am the vine, you are the branches. Unless you abide in me, you can do nothing. We got to be plugged into God to get his desires. We got to be plugged into God to have the right desires to do the right actions. One of the main tactics of the enemy is to get you so busy that you never plug in. And if you don't plug in, then the des desires that you have in your heart can be filled with all kinds of other stuff, right? And so when we spend time with God, there's a supernatural thing that happens where his desires that he has for our community, that he has for our lives, it begins to download, and then we actually begin to desire the stuff that he likes and love the people that he loves and prioritize the things that he prioritizes, and then our actions follow, and then the world is changed. It's like Jamie, when he was telling me, he was spending time with God, complaining to God that he was going bankrupt. But it was in the presence of God that he saw what God was doing and said, I'm willing to surrender it all. So when we spend time with the Lord, there's something supernatural that happens in our hearts where he changes the desires of our hearts into his desires. And then when we have that dialed in and we're acting on it, then what happens? It becomes abilities, right? Those passions that we have become abilities. So whether, like Joey, he's, he's one of the most amazing athletes that we have in our church. And he used the, the desires of baseball to turn that into a ministry. And this morning in first service, there's all these kids from Hitter's Paradise that he brought. Because for the past six months, he's been coaching them. And using that gift, just, it's, it was a desire of his heart. But he turned that into action, and from that action, used it to minister to others. There's this whole row of boys right here that I don't know their background. I don't know anything. But when Joey invited me to go play worship at their that Hitter's Paradise Park that they have in that warehouse several weeks ago. And, you know, it's kind of weird because we were worshiping, and I was watching Joey. And Joey's, like, kind of tearing up as he's, like, worshiping. And I'm watching all the, the, the parents and the kids, and they're just like, standing there. <laughs> they weren't singing or anything. They were just like cruising. But first service, they were here with their parents and they were all lifting their hands. Do you see that? 
That was so awesome. Super awesome. Because where would they be if Joey didn't go out and use that gift to minister to them, right? Like, probably at home playing on their computers or whatever. And six months of Joey ministering to these families, and now they're in church. And I'm sure that, like, touched you seeing them worship like that. Yeah. So the third thing is uh, the, our, our abilities. When there's a passion in our hearts, that it automatically turns into an ability. Let's read the scripture together. Uh, God has given each of us the ability to do certain things well. Romans 12, 6. Um, and then our personality types. He's given every single one of us different person. How many are grateful that God creates us all different and that there's all different kinds of personalities? I'm laughing because you guys are so different. <laughs> but God creates all of us so different, right? Um, and uh, our, our, our Next Steps class, we're going to kick off our Next Steps class in the beginning of the year, um, 2022. But uh, in that class, we, we teach on how Andrea and Leilani, they do an amazing job in this class of teaching uh, what are the gifts that God has given us and what are the personality types. And there's, you know, phlegmatics, choleric, sanguine, melancholic, right? I'm a melancholic. Melancholic people are, um, Joey's melancholic too. Melancholic people are um, schizophrenic. We're either like really happy or really sad, laughing or crying. There's like this, you know. And then choleric people are, are super bossy. They're like Andrea. <laughs> and Sharina, my sister. Uh, you have sanguine. Sanguines are uh, more, more uh, like the life of the party. Um, they would be like... Uh, like Zach. Zach is kind of sanguine. Um, and then you have like phlegmatics, right? Phlegmatics just like don't care about anything. Just be phlegmatic. Yeah, kind of. Steve's kind of phlegmatic. Um, Pastor Lance is phlegmatic. Kaleo, are you phlegmatic? What are you? Easygoing, phlegmatic, yeah. Kind of phlegmatic. God gives all of us different personalities. Uh, love, from, so let's read Romans 12, verse 9. One, two, three. Love from the center of who you are and don't fake it. Number five is experience. And so experience, in every experience that we have, we can use these experiences to minister to others. Um, let's read Galatians 3, verse 4. One, two, three. You have experienced many things were all those experiences wasted? I hope not. And experiences are not just good experiences, but they're bad experiences as well. Um, how many of you have had bad experiences? How many of you have had a lot of bad experiences in this past year? But in, in bad experiences, there's always something that God can use to minister out of it. I was talking to um, my pastor friend on Oahu, Coach, who came here. Um, and he ministered to our church after uh, he got a divorce. But he was sharing that uh, right after he got a divorce, there was a man in church who was older than him that walked through a divorce. And God healed him so that he could walk through that 
uh, in a healthy way. And he asked the coach to move in with him. And for a whole year, he walked him through the process of healing. And so after that year was through, that older gentleman said, okay, I'm going to move out now. And he moved. And coach was saying that that was one of the darkest times in his life because he would come home to an empty house that was completely dark and that he was lonely and depressed and he wouldn't even want to come home. And he said that there was a, a person in his small group that started struggling in his marriage and ended up getting a divorce. And he said that God told him, invite him into your house. And so he invited him into the house. And so now they're roommates and he's ministering to his, his friend and helping him heal his heart as he's walking through this divorce. And he said that as he ministered, you know, through his experience, that God is helping his friend to heal and to walk through it in a healthy way. Not only that, but his friend has the gift of, guess what his friend does? He's a chef. And so he comes home, and there's good food that's waiting for him. And it's like those Lego blocks, right? Like there's different shapes, there's different gifts, there's different abilities, but when they interlock, then there is a representation of the love and, and who God is. Um, I'm going to call it Joey. How many of you appreciate Joey? And <laughs> Joey's been a great friend, and uh, it's just amazing to see how God uses giftings. I mean, we've talked about this for years, you know, like, and how God can take a small thing, whether it's a passion for homeless or a passion for uh, Operation Christmas Child or whatever. And God's always had, a, you know, he's ministered in the area of youth and coaching and for so long. And, um, and he's recently took that big step to pretty much plant a church. <laughs> it's like a church plant, but um, it's cool to see. So welcome, Joy, as she shares. Thank you, everybody, and thank you for having me here. Um, this is my church home. Uh, I ran into Coach uh, Pastor Eddie many years ago, about 21 years ago, and I loved this church from then on, and I've been here all the time, and this will always be my home church. Unfortunately, not unfortunately, fortunately, I had an opportunity to reach out a little bit. See, I used to play baseball. Um, I'm 5'7", I'm so most people thought I was like the bat boy, but... I did, I did pursue baseball, and I went to the minor leagues for about 10 years, and one of the greatest people in my life is my wife, who, who followed me through 35 states, and just keeping on, keeping on, trying to get to the big leagues, and I didn't quite make it, and it was kind of like really hurt inside, but somehow along the way, we used to have um, chapel, baseball chapel, and how it worked was you would be in a town and on Sundays, and guys that wanted to, like, have uh, service, pastors from around the town would come, and they would have service for the ballplayers who, who, who live all over the place. And they would come, um, both teams, and we would have service every Sunday. It was called Baseball Chapel. And so that's how I found my relationship with Christ, was through Baseball Chapel. So I know God had a reason I went to play baseball. I, I didn't make it. 
but it's okay. So we go on, and now I want to become a principal. So I go, and I want to become a principal. And just before, um, I'm a teacher, and just before COVID, I stepped out of the, the cohort program. And I just felt that God said, this is not for you. And so as I stepped out and went back into teaching, I was just kind of like in the wind, wondering what's going on. I ran into a student or a, a player that I had coached before, a young boy. His name is Noah. And he had uh, just gotten type 2, type 2 diabetes, where, yeah. And so he was, he was, um, so his dad called me first. And he said, hey, I, I want you to talk to Noah. He has a lot of respect for you and stuff. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll talk to him. So I talked to him. And the first conversation he had, hey, coach, how's it going? Everything's good. Everything, ah, I heard you had this. Oh, yeah, I got it all taken care of. And I said, all right, you call me if you need me. And he hung up the phone. And 15 minutes later, 15 minutes later, he's, he's just crying. And he says, I lied. And so he was telling me about how he was scared and how it was different and how he didn't know how his body was working and stuff. I said, all right, then it's time to practice. And so I said, on Saturday, we're going out to the field. We're going to practice. And we went out there. And these boys from HP just happened to be driving by one day. And they jumped into the practice. Hey, coach, can we jump in too? Yep, jumped in. And then another boy jumped in. Leo jumped in. Steve's boy and, and, and Mary's boy. They jumped in. And we were all working together, you know, for their own purposes they wanted to play baseball but Noah really wanted to just be healthy and, and just be normal and as we were doing this the boys would leave every day they would leave early and I was like where are you guys going oh we're going to coach Mike who's coach Mike oh coach Mike I had met this guy four years ago and he has a place called Hitter's Paradise so he's been like doing all so I followed the boys there one day and I meet up with coach Mike again I had met him one time and he goes I've been following you, and he says, I want you here. I want you to coach the boys, but I want you to plant baseball chapel the same way we knew it. Coach Mike played in the big leagues for 14 years, and he, too, used to go to baseball chapel, and that was our connection. That's how we met God. So six months ago, um, I sat down with John, and I told him this is what I want to do. And he's, I, I think he was laughing at the time because he knew how hard it was going to be for me. And this six months have, has been very difficult because you have to read and you have to, like, study. And you have to, like, the first time I'm like, man, I have to know what I'm talking about or else I'm be talking in front of kids and spoiling their whole lives. <laughs> but, but God is good. God is good. And uh, he's, like, blessed this facility and there's so many, so many more kids out there. My dream is that, my dream is that God work within this church for real. Because I've seen what God can do through me. And I don't think I'm that much different than everybody else. If he hasn't used you, he will. And when he does, oh boy. You know, I wake up nervous on Sunday. I wake up nervous. I think God is waking me up. And, and I'm just like ready let's go and it's for the first time in my life I feel like like getting out of bed on Sundays and just going out and working like everybody else is supposed to be working you know to get this world where it needs to be
But I just thank you so much, Grace Bible and Grace Bible people and Pastor Eddie. Um, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Uh, without you, I don't think I would have been here, you know. But I, I want to thank you and Susan for, like, bringing me home. Appreciate it. Can, can we pray? We prayed for him first service, but double anointing. Let's, can you stretch out your hands? And, God, we just thank you, Lord, for what you're doing through Joey and uh, what you're doing in the lives of the kids and the families and uh, Coach Mike at Hitter's Paradise. And, God, um, this is just a, a, a perfect example of what you have for all of us in our communities, working through the gifts and the, the passions and the abilities that you've placed within our lives. Uh, God, I just pray that you would use joy in a powerful way to share your word. It's your word that transforms lives. And uh, God, just give him the ability to reach the kids where they're at and to speak life into uh, their situation. We just pray for salvations. We pray for transformed lives. We pray for uh, destinies to be sealed, um, where the lives of these kids that are coming in, Lord, that, that they would understand who you are and that you love them and that you have an amazing uh, destiny and plan for their lives. And uh, we thank you for, uh, for Joey and e even as he has stepped out into the unknown and uh, surrendered uh, his comfort and his uh, life, we pray that you would uh, bless him both financially, spiritually, and uh, in every way. We ask this in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Amen. Um, so cool, you know, and, and it's not a big, I mean, it's not a complicated thing. It's really like we all love God. God's spirit is in us. He's given us passions and abilities. And, and it started with, like, you hear the story, it started with him seeing a need in a kid's life and being moved with compassion, right? That's the way Jesus did everything. It was just moved by compassion. But he had compassion for this kid that had diabetes and said, hey, let's go throw a ball crazy, right? Just something so small like that. And then from that to planting a church. Crazy. But what are the small things that God's placed in your life? And not thinking that it's going to turn big, but just how can I serve? How can I serve God in, in, in the area that I have? And I believe as we do that, this next season is a season of multiplication. God is going to use our lives to change uh, this community. So Amen. All God's people said, amen, amen. Um,